Life Story Joyful Surprises and Lessons from Serving Jehovah As told by Rayno Kesk As a boy, whenever I saw an airplane overhead, I yearned to fly to some exotic country. To me, that seemed an impossible dream. My parents left Estonia during World War II and went to Germany, where I was born. It was then that they were preparing to move to Canada. Our first home, near Ottawa, Canada, was a whitewashed corner of a chicken coop. We were extremely poor, but at least we had eggs for breakfast. One day, Jehovah's Witnesses read Revelation 21, 3 and 4 to my mother. She was so touched by what she learned that she started to cry. The seed of truth grew, and both my mother and my father quickly progressed to baptism. My parents' English was limited, but they took the truth seriously. Almost every Saturday, even after working all night as a nickel smelter in Sudbury, Ontario, my father took me and my younger sister, Sylvia, in service. And each week we studied the Watchtower as a family. Mom and Pop instilled in me a love for God. That moved me to dedicate my life to Jehovah in 1956 at the age of 10. Their strong love for Jehovah has strengthened me throughout my life. After graduating from high school, I became somewhat distracted. I thought that if I became a pioneer, I would never make enough money to realize my dream of flying and seeing the world. I found work at a local radio station as a disc jockey, a job I loved. But I worked evenings, thus I regularly missed meetings, and I associated with those who had no love for God. Finally, my Bible-trained conscience moved me to make changes. I moved to Oshawa, Ontario. There I met Ray Norman, his sister Leslie, and other pioneers. They all took an interest in me. Seeing how happy they were moved me to reevaluate my goals. They encouraged me to take up pioneering, which I did in September 1966. I was happy, and life seemed good. However, some life-changing surprises awaited me. When Jehovah invites you to do something, try to do it. While I was still in high school, I applied for Bethel in Toronto, Canada. Later, when I was pioneering, I was invited to serve for four years at Bethel. But I really liked Leslie, and I feared that if I accepted this invitation, I would never see her again. After long, intense prayers, I finally accepted the call to Bethel and bade Leslie a sad farewell. I worked in the Bethel laundry and later as a secretary. Meanwhile, Leslie became a special pioneer in Gatineau, Quebec. I often wondered what she was doing and whether I had made the right decision. Then came one of the most delightful surprises of my life. Ray, Leslie's brother, was invited to Bethel. He became my roommate. That led to my renewing my friendship with Leslie. We were married on the last day of my four-year assignment, February 27, 1971. Leslie and I were assigned to serve in a French-language congregation in Quebec, 
After a few years, I was surprised to be invited to serve as a circuit overseer at the age of 28. I felt quite young and inadequate, but the words of Jeremiah 1 7 and 8 encouraged me. However, Leslie had been in a couple of car accidents and had difficulty sleeping. So, how could we manage in the circuit work? Nevertheless, she said, If Jehovah invites us to do something, should we not try to do it? We accepted the assignment and enjoyed the traveling work for 17 years. Circuit life was busy, and I didn't always have enough time for Leslie. I had to learn another lesson. Early one Monday morning, the doorbell rang. There was no one there. Just a picnic basket with a tablecloth, fruit, cheese, baguettes, a bottle of wine, glasses, and an anonymous note that read, Take your wife on a picnic. It was a beautiful, sunny day. However, I explained to Leslie that I had talks to prepare and couldn't go. She understood, but was a little sad. As I sat at my desk, My conscience started to bother me. I thought of Ephesians 5 25 and 28. Were those words from Jehovah encouraging me to consider my wife's emotional needs? After praying, I said to Leslie, Let's go, which delighted her. We drove to a lovely spot by a river, spread out a tablecloth, and had one of our most enjoyable days together. And I still got my talks prepared. Our circuit assignments were joyful and many, from British Columbia to Newfoundland. My desire to travel was being realized. I had thought about Gilead School, but had no desire to be a foreign missionary. It seemed that missionaries were special people, and I did not feel qualified. Besides, I was afraid that we might be sent to a country in Africa that was affected by disease and war. I was happy where I was. Surprise invitation to Estonia and the Baltics. In 1992, when the work was opening up in post Soviet countries, we were asked whether we would be willing to move to Estonia and be missionaries. We were taken aback, but we prayed about it. Again, we thought, If Jehovah invites us to do something, should we not try to do it? We accepted, and I thought, well, we're not going to Africa. We immediately started to learn Estonian. After a couple of months in the country, we were asked to do circuit work. We were to visit some 46 congregations and groups in three Baltic countries, as well as in Kaliningrad, Russia. That meant trying to learn some Latvian, Lithuanian, And Russian. It was challenging. Still, the friends were touched by our efforts and they helped us. In 1999, a branch office was opened in Estonia and I was assigned to serve on the committee along with Thomas Edger, Lembit Rayla, and Tomi Kauko. We came to know many witnesses who had been deported to Siberia earlier. Despite the harsh prison treatment, And being separated from family, they never became bitter. They kept their joy and zeal for the ministry. This helped us to see that we could endure and be joyful under difficult circumstances.
As the years sped by with very few days off, Leslie started feeling extreme fatigue. We didn't immediately recognize the exhaustion that is associated with fibromyalgia. We seriously considered returning to Canada. When we were invited to branch school at Patterson, New York, USA, I doubted that we could attend. However, after intense prayers, we accepted. Jehovah blessed the decision. It was while at this school that Leslie finally got the medical attention she needed. Consequently, we were able to resume normal activity. Another surprise, another continent. One evening in 2008, back in Estonia, I got a phone call from World Headquarters asking if we would accept an assignment in Congo. I was stunned, especially because I needed to reply by the next day. Initially, I didn't mention it to Leslie because I knew she wouldn't sleep that night. Instead, I was the one who didn't sleep, praying about my concerns regarding Africa. The next day, when I told Leslie, we reasoned, Jehovah is inviting us to go to Africa. How do we know that we can't do it and enjoy it unless we try? So, after 16 years in Estonia, we flew to Kinshasa, Congo. The branch office was an oasis of greenery and serenity. One of the first things Leslie put up in our room was a card that she kept since leaving Canada. On it were the words, Blossom where you're planted. After meeting the brothers, conducting Bible studies, and experiencing the delight of being missionaries, we had newfound joy. In time, we were privileged to make branch visits to some 13 other African countries. That allowed us to see the diversity and beauty of the people. My initial fears melted, and we thanked Jehovah for sending us to serve in Africa. In Congo, we were introduced to food such as insects that I thought we could not handle. But when we saw our brothers enjoying these, we tried them and were glad that we did. We were able to bring spiritual and humanitarian aid to the east of the country where guerrilla groups were attacking villages and harming women and children. Most of the brothers had very little materially. Still, their strong hope in the resurrection, their love for Jehovah, and their loyalty to his organization touched our hearts. We were moved to re-examine and strengthen our own convictions. Some of the brothers had suffered the loss of homes and crops. That impressed on me how quickly material things can vanish and how valuable spiritual riches are. Despite severe hardships, the brothers seldom complained. Their outlook encouraged us to face our problems and health issues with courage. A Taste of Asia Then came another surprise. We were asked to move to the Hong Kong branch. We had never imagined living in the Orient. But after experiencing Jehovah's loving hand in all our other assignments, we accepted the invitation. In 2013, with tears in our eyes, we left our dear friends and the wonders of Africa, not knowing what lay ahead. Hong Kong, a bustling and cosmopolitan city, was such a big change. The Cantonese language was a challenge. 
The brothers, though, warmly welcomed us, and we really enjoyed the local food. The work was expanding quickly, but property prices had skyrocketed. So the governing body wisely decided to sell most of the branch properties. Shortly afterward, in 2015, we were moved to South Korea, where we continue to serve. Here we face another challenging language, but we are heartened that although we have a long way to go, the friends see some progress in our ability to communicate in Korean. Lessons learned. Making new friends is not always easy, but we found that by taking the initiative to show hospitality to others, we can get to know people sooner. We have seen that our brothers are more alike than they are different, and that Jehovah wonderfully designed us to be able to open our heart and have affection for so many friends. We have seen the need to accept people as Jehovah does. And to look for indications of Jehovah's love and direction in our lives. Whenever we felt down or wondered if we were accepted by others, we reread encouraging cards or letters from friends. We've certainly experienced how Jehovah has answered our prayers, giving us reassurance and strength. Over the years, Leslie and I have learned the importance of making time for each other, no matter how busy we are. We have also come to understand the need to laugh at ourselves, especially when trying to learn a new language. And each night we try to look for something enjoyable to thank Jehovah for. Frankly, I felt that I could never be a missionary or live in other countries. Yet I have experienced the joy of learning how all things are possible with Jehovah's support. The words of the prophet Jeremiah come to mind. You have fooled me, O Jehovah, Jeremiah chapter twenty, verse seven. Yes, He has given us many pleasant surprises and unimaginable blessings, even fulfilling my desire to travel by airplane. We have flown to many more places than I could ever have dreamed of as a boy, making branch visits on five continents. In all our assignments, I have. Deeply appreciated Leslie's supportive and willing spirit. We continually remind ourselves of who we are doing this for and why. The blessings we enjoy today are just a foretaste of life forever, when Jehovah will open His hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. Psalm one hundred forty-five sixteen. End of article.